Welcome to episode eight. Tom, how are you? I am good. How are you today, John? Um, pretty good. Uh, my brother's still in the hospital, so I, you know, could be better. We're uh, all pulling for him, and so we're. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, sorry to start off on a downer, but uh, it is. Uh, it's on my mind every every day. So well, every, you know, every, right you know. now, John, I'd say a lot of people are on a downer because of what happened between COVID yeah. and the events of last week in Washington. I think a lot of us are on a downer. Yep. Well, we'll try to make this this podcast uh, episode eight not such a downer. Um, we're going to try to make this one um, a little less. Uh, bad news. There might be a little bit of bad news in there. Is it hard? To, <laughs> I mean, you can't uh, completely ignore what's going on, but um, try to try to take it in a little di- different direction. Um, one thing I wanted to start out uh, doing is reintroduce ourselves. Um, it's been a while since we did that. I think it was in the first or second episode. Um, kind of tell tell you guys who we are and why we're doing this. So um, I'm John. And I have lived all over the country um, and grew up in Indiana, but decided to come back after many, many years and have starting a family with two small kids. We have family here. So um, that's what I'm doing here. I have a, I feel like I have a lot of life experiences to draw on. Um, and um, I was originally drawn to start a podcast about common ground <laughs> And as things have progressed, it's been harder and harder to do, I think, um, in the last month or so. Um, I would like to do that eventually, but I think this podcast is sort of uh, <laughs> migrating to more of a perspectives of different people type of podcast. When I have want to start having more guests on, that's I think that's where we're landing. And Tom and I, um, we love doing this. I think I'm having a blast. Um, but... Um, Oh yeah, a little bit more about me. I used to be a volleyball, beach volleyball player. Um, that's why I went to California. Um, played music and guitar. Played in a band in San Francisco. Um, traveled a lot. Um, real estate. I was in real estate, commercial real estate. And uh, so um, now I'm got a little extra time, so working on this project. Um, Tom, why don't you uh, tell them a little about yourself? Well, I am a Born and raised Hoosier boy. I was born here, and by God, I'm going to die here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was a practicing dentist for 35 years, and now I am happily retired, and part of what I'm doing uh, for something to do is do these podcasts with John, and I'm really enjoying it. I think we can. there's a lot of things we can put out there for uh, for you that that you'll find interesting uh, like John said I think we're gonna we're gonna concentrate on getting more uh, guests on the show I have a lot of f- uh, close friends in Germany I speak German because I am half German uh, for what that's worth but anyway uh, we're gonna get we're gonna try to get some folks from overseas uh, to be on our show because I really want to get their perspective, especially on the events of late here. It would be great 
yeah. to, to kind of yeah. see what the people on the other side of the big pond are, are, are seeing. You know, this right. is Germany went from our worst enemy in the 40s to one of our staunchest allies uh, now in the 21st century. And I, I would like to get their perspective on it. And I think that would be very interesting. That's a but, great idea. And I, I think we, could, we should pursue that. Um, one thing I, I appreciate about Tom is uh, he brings a lot of facts to this. And we want to be a factual. When we talk about these things, we want to be factual. Um, and I feel that's important. We're, there is a little bit of, you know, this is, we will, we are hoping to inform you of what's going on. It's hard to stay afloat of everything that's going on. So part of what we're trying to do is inform you. The other part is entertain you. And then hopefully with, with different, different guests, we will be able to bring some different perspectives. Um, so that's, I think that's where we're at. Right now. Yeah. 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 I, th I think that's, that's our real goal is to kind of educate and, you know, in some ways, uh, entertain, we want to be informative and we want to be factual. I don't, I don't like to just talk off the cuff. I, I like when I, when I speak and a lot of the things we're going to talk about today, I, I have, it's factual. It's, yeah. you know, it's from black and white. And it's from Which is harder and harder to find these days. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. we, you can look to us to be a trusted source. There you <laughs> and, go. Absolutely. And, and I, in past episodes, I, you know, one thing I will do is I'll go back and listen to the episodes. And if there's anything that I feel that maybe we were off base, I'd like to, uh, correct. I want yes. to correct it in the next episode or the following episode. And if anybody at home listening to this or in the gym or in the car or wherever you listen to podcasts, you hear something that you don't think is true, you need to email us at the John and Tom show at gmail.com. Don't forget the the at the beginning, the John and J O N, yeah. the John and Tom show at gmail. Dot com. I could sh shorten it like TJATS or something, T-J-A-T-S. No, I think the, the John, and, John Tom and Tom show, Tom yeah. show is, is, is... But that's our, that's our contact address. If you hear anything that you do not, uh, agree, not, not that you have to agree with it, but if you feel that it's not factual, please email us. If you want to be on the show, if you want to call in during a show, we, we can work that out and we can get you on. If you have, uh, you have a question, you want to ask us a question, if you have a comment, we can get you on the show. Um, and we'll, we'll take calls during the show. We just have to coordinate a little bit because this isn't like radio live, live radio. We, uh, you know, we're they're recording this and, you know, sending it out a day later. But um, we can do all that. Um, also, my, um, my company that I am doing a podcast is called Carmel Sound Lab. And I'm... Uh, going to be opening for business to take clients in about a month. So anybody who's interested in starting their own podcast or wants to learn more, um, you can email me either at the, the same same email address or I also have a new one called carmelsoundlab at gmail.com. All right, enough of that stuff. I think um, we can get started on what we want to talk about for episode eight. Tom, why don't you uh, get us started? Well, just to reiterate what you said, John, we want to hear from everybody, uh, whether you think we're going to agree with you or disagree with you, we don't care. We want, we want to hear from you. So if you want to be on the show, you're more than welcome, uh, to email us, make contact with us and call in, uh, whatever, but 
that's really what we want to do. We, we want to hear from as many people on as many, from as many different perspectives on things as we can. Uh, okay. Anyway, getting back to what, uh, you said, John, earlier about correcting, I think there was a point of confusion with regards to the national guard in, uh, Washington, DC. I find out that the mayor can call up the National Guard. However, she can only, or he, he or she, whoever the, the mayor may be, uh, can only call up the Guard to act on Washington, D.C. property. In order for the Guard to enter federal property, as in the Capitol, that has to be done by the Department of Defense and the commanding general of the United States National Guard. So there is a lot of a lot of people are saying, well, gee, why didn't the mayor do this or that? Well, the mayor's hands were tied. She called up the guard for D.C. Who's the Capitol Police? Who, who is the Capitol? Are they part of the, they're the fed. mayor's? They're federal. They're federal. They're okay. federal. Oh, yeah, they're definitely okay. federal. Anything on federal property is federal. And the point that I'm making here, in fact, uh, this was one thing that the uh, commanding general of the guard units at the Department of Defense really couldn't come up with a good answer for is, okay, you were called six times. Now, this is in defense of the Capitol Police uh, 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 having the, the, I'm sorry, the chief has, has resigned and all that. But in his defense, he called on them to, to bring in the guards six times six times and he was denied that so you're saying that the department of defense is the one that calls in the guard yeah on federal property yes property and and that that guy had been uh basically let go or quit he quit months ago yeah yeah uh, and one of trump's um you know, lackeys or whatever you want to call them yeah. was appointed. Right. So right. he'll do whatever Trump yeah. wants in, in uh, basically. So that's probably what happened. I mean, there was four, there was a four hour period when they first broke. Into, oh, absolutely. There was four hours. They were rooting around there with no national guard, nothing. And those, you know, the Capitol police was the only thing you, you can see all the videos. It was insane, but well, they were grossly outnumbered. I oh, mean, th- there was no yeah. contest. I mean, how many, uh, there were thousands upon thousands of these protesters. And some, one, one thing I want to point out here is it looks like a whole lot of people are, are pissed off or whatever to the point where they, they want to attack the Capitol and commit crimes. Folks, this is only a very, very small fraction of the total U.S. population. Uh, I would like to... To hear one statistic I have not heard yet is what the average Republican's opinion of Trump at this time is right now. The average Republican, not not the the, the Proud Boys and all that. We know right. where, where they sit, but I, I I want to hear what Joe Republican on the street has to say about Trump now. Yeah, that would that would probably be um, you'd probably get a lot of different answers, and it seems to be the Republican Party is kind of fractured right now. Oh, very fractured. Um, you know, even even today, while they're in uh, 
deliberating the impeachment, right? Yes. Deba- debating impeachment. There's several Republicans that have come out for impeachment. Yes, and you know and, who one of them is, uh, surprisingly, and he said this privately, but evidently it's becoming more and more less private, and that would be none other than Mitch McConnell. Right, and a couple others too, uh, which that probably goes to show you, you know, your answer to your question, like the average Republican, if, the, if it's because those guys are supposed to be representing their, their, you know, areas, their states, and if they're saying that, that's, you know, maybe they, they feel that that's what their state would want. Um, I don't know. Uh, hard to say. I mean, it, it is it's a very confusing time right now to be a Republican. Um, there's still a lot of people that back Trump even now. Um, and, you know, you look at some of those people in that crowd who are preppies, yuppies, um, you know, standing alongside the guy with the Camp Auschwitz shirt and, oh, yeah. you know, all the Proud Boys and everybody. It's such a strange mix of people, um, you know, and those people's, you know, all the, what we talked about last night, like mayoral candidate, lawyer, all these people, you know, and they're all just getting picked off one by one now. They're coming after and getting them. They're snatching them. And we could update, like, you know, all these, all the people that had the, the pictures of, you know, there was this lady, I think I told you that she was bragging about it, and she just got picked up today. Um, and they're, they're all getting, you know, Was that the mayoral, the, the former mayoral candidate from Texas that, that bragged about uh, breaking, uh, breaking into the Senate floor and all that? Yeah, I, there's, there's been a couple of those. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're just... It, it, I, I think it's just, my point is, it's kind of an interesting, it's not just, you know, it's not just the super far right wing people that were there. The, there were people there uh, that were, you know, preppy, yuppie, you know, oh, yeah. wealthy, uh, you know, successful people who are not, you know, scumbags, you know, and at least when, you know, from looking at them um, and, and they, um, uh, you know, they seemed okay with what was going on and they still no. seem okay. And, oh, yeah. and, and a lot of other people still seem okay with what happened and they justify it. The biggest thing seemed to be, uh, you know, deflecting, right? This is when, how do you, how do you justify what happened? You deflect, you deflect, mm-hmm. you say, well, what happened this summer? You guys didn't get excited about what happened this summer. Or, you, you know, you start talking about other things that don't pertain to what happened in the capital of our nation. And, um, it's all deflection. It's the biggest tactic that, that that they all use to try to, um, to, you know, they never answer questions. It's just like, no, what about this? What about that? And totally separate issues. You know, um, we all agree that, you know, destruction of public private property, public property and violence is bad. Nobody wants that. Right. But, you know, um, you know, poor people or people who felt like their civil rights are being violated, or the wealth gap is too big, or whatever they were fighting for this summer, uh, is going and breaking windows and starting fires. That's not good for sure, but it's it's a lot different than storming the Capitol and trying to intimidate the House Speaker and steal and stealing and defecating in the halls and spreading it everywhere. You can't compare those two things. It's no. I just don't think you can. Well, you know, if this was a case in court. And a lawyer would try to introduce evidence like that; it'd be thrown out for lack of relevance. What is right. what is the, there is there, 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 let's talk about? I don't care. 
I mean, you can go wait. You can go back years if you want to. It's a to. separate case. You can yeah. go. You might as well go. Exactly. Let's talk about the here and now. Let's talk about the treason and the criminal activity that happened at the U.S. Capitol building one week ago. Today is the 13th. Right. Happened and, one week ago. Well, you know, I, 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 I took one for the team here. Oh, here we go. I Get spent, ready. I spent five days. Well, you know, folks, all we've heard about for, well, essentially since Trump has been in office, uh, is that how unfair the left media is to him. Uh, all they do is expound on his failures uh, and all that. But let's talk today about the right-wing media. Let's turn yeah. this around for a minute and, and, and look at the what's coming out of the right-wing media. And I listen for the last five days, I have listened to uh, listened to and watched videos from right-wing media, and I have read articles from right-wing media. And um, I I'm concentrate. sorry. I, uh, thank you. I know, man. We'll get that time back. We, well, you know, it was good, though, the other day. My wife's a Republican. She's not, but, but you know, she's not a, I'm going to go to the Capitol and commit crimes and whatever. And she says, so I'm sitting there on my, on my computer. I'm reading the stuff. She goes, are you reading just all the left stuff? I said, no, actually, <laughs> for today and, yeah. and, and, and the last three days, I'm, 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 I'm watching uh, right-wing videos and reading what right-wing articles. I got no response. Uh, <laughs> so anyway uh, <clears throat> it is true when you talk, talk to people on the other side they, they're they're always like but you only watch cnn and msnbc and i'm like i don't ever watch those two things i right i'm just kind of on twitter and i i have i follow everyone so i, I even follow the, the the super super extremists and everywhere in between uh and i i just that that that, that argument doesn't really work on me but you know, speaking of Twitter, I remember you, John, sent me uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a text saying, check out this video. And it was the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Yeah. Now, and it, and it made it to the evil left-wing media on AOL News and all that. But this is one thing I don't think the right would want to see this or want to hear this because it's the truth. This is a guy coming to you that was on that was born into the losing side of totalitarianism, dictatorship, lies. And he talks about how all this stuff, Nazism and all that, was born in and perpetuated by lies. Now that sounds vaguely familiar to me. Yeah. It's a uh, very powerful video and i know it's arnold schwarzenegger and people have their opinions about him he he's a republican number one but oh yeah but number two what he's saying i think everybody should watch that video it's just it in yeah you could maybe say crystal knocked you know might be it might be a little bit of a stretch to go there and it may, it makes it pisses people off but the rest of what he said is very important to hear oh absolutely you know, um it, and it, it it's everybody needs to watch that both sides of the of the aisle you know it's seriously just 
I don't know. I, it's a. It, all you gotta do is go look up the Arnold Arnold uh, video, the recent Arnold video, and you'll you'll find it. It's just it's very powerful. Um, well, so. you you know what? When when we look back on history, and we see the failures of great societies, and all that, I have to think of the Roman Empire. Yeah, and the Roman Empire was not destroyed by foreign enemies, it was destroyed from within. It was destroyed from within. And that's what I'm afraid is happening right now, right here. You say, well, this, this, this can't be true. You know, you can't, you can't have this in America. Oh, yes, you can, because we had it last Friday, or last Wednesday, I'm sorry. Uh, that's what bothers me. That I'm, I'm afraid that this country could very possibly go the way of a lot of historically great societies that it will destroy itself from well, within. It's possible. I mean, we've got what seven days left uh, to see what Trump does. I don't think he's going to get impeached. I don't think that's going to happen. It, no, the Senate's not going to make it happen. But <clears throat> so he's down at the Alamo plotting next to his like hundred foot section of the wall yeah. being completed, and he said he also said that nobody has ever completed any wall ever on that border. He said, I'm the first president to build a wall. And it's like, there's mm -hmm. tons of wall on that already existing there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you're not you. fooling anybody. <laughs> I, I guess he is fooling some people, but yeah, but the reality is that, you know, there was a lot of wall already there. I mean, he built a few pieces of it, but what's he plotting? Um, nobody really knows, but I definitely going to be something. And, you know, just the other day, the, you know, Pompeo saying that Al Qaeda is now, you know, hiding in Iran. Try to set the stage for maybe, uh, maybe they're going to try to go to war with Iran before he he leaves. Um, I don't know. There's all kinds of possibilities. All all fifty states are, capital buildings are on lockdown, and uh, they're you know the whole uh, Washington Monument area where they do the inauguration is completely on lockdown until you know after the inauguration and. Everything is on lockdown. Um, so, you know, I think we all feel in the air something is brewing. Um, what's it going to be? I don't know. But, you know, let's say time passes, January 20 comes, uh, nobody gets killed, nobody, nothing happens. Biden takes office and we, we're off, right? And uh, what, what does that look like? Is it, I mean, now what does life look like? Is there still people... How long will Trump's influence last at that point? If 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 there's no major occurrence, I no think I've I've seen this uh, on the evil left that this will continue for years. This this right. will uh, Trump Trump is not going to stop here. He's going to continue on. Yeah. Well, he's and got his, the Trump News Network starting, and they, they're, they're oh, that's a, that's a fact. I don't now. know if it's a fact, but I think that I think it's very possible, and um, I could see that happening. You know, uh, Trump News Network. They're they're going to do something. They're going to have to do something. I again, we don't know what's going to happen to Trump. If you know, <laughs> there's there's all kinds of possibilities as far as where he's going to go or what's he going to do. Um, Nobody really knows. That's that's going to be an interesting thing, I think, to see what actually happens to him himself. You know, 
It seems like one of his kids is probably going to run for president in 2024. <laughs> I'd um, love to see that. Oh, I, I think I would be bet comical. you it's going, it could be both of them. Who knows? I don't, <laughs> we're going to fight each other in primary. Yeah, we're going to run for president and vice president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Um, it's, it's fun to speculate. Nobody knows. But I, I just, next seven days, I think everybody's on edge. You know, um, what one thing, there are a few things I've gleaned in the last few days, okay, when it comes down to the extreme right, if it's Trump, it's patriotic. Sure. This is, uh, and the only truth is the truth that comes out of Trump's mouth. That's, yeah, that's the... That's the that, dangerous stuff. That, basically, that's that's what a fascist um, regime is. There, That's... Even, yeah, it's fascism, dictator. Uh, there is only one truth that comes out of the mouth of the, you know, supreme leader, which is North Korea, basically. Um, it's not uh, fascist. Yeah. They're, they're supposed to be yeah. communist, but it, I mean, they kind of like what we were talking about last time. Oh, I wanted to correct something that I said. I was in the middle of something. Uh, I think it might have been in episode six where I was saying a communism is authoritarian and communism is, is um, and it's, it's really... It, it may be, but that's not the ideal of it. No. Uh, but I think I was jumping to where it ended up, right? It kind of ends up there. And there were similarities between fascism and communism in the real world. But, like, the idea of communism is different. So I just wanted to clarify that. But we don't need to go down that road. Well, you know, I think, well, to expound on that a little bit here, John, I think, let's go back to czarist Russia. There were the haves and the have-nots. And the have-nots finally got pissed off and said, this ends now what they were given to be is that the bolshevik with, revolution the bolshevik revolution Boom! Yes. i remembered yes very good the bolshevik revolution it was the red army against the white army and all that the white army was fighting for democracy the red army was fighting for communism but you have to remember what the have-nots were were given as communism was marxist communism that there would be no government, that there would be plenty for everybody yeah. and all this. And it turned out, folks, to be anything but. Yeah. The, the communism that we've seen in the world, be it Russia, be it China, North Korea. be it Cuba, be it North Korea, that is not Marxist communism. Yeah, it seems like North Korea is, 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 is more like fascism. Yeah, don't they call it, it? They call it communism, but it's almost it's it's, it's really it's a kind of, fascist communist. You could look at I, I, that. I'm not I, sure. It seems yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah. a hybrid fascist communist. This is bad. It's just yeah, all bad. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am not advocating communism by any means oh, no, because no. <laughs> the ideals of it aren't too bad. But the problem is, it just doesn't work. It's not realistic. <laughs> no, with, it's not. I don't. I don't think it's realistic with human nature, or maybe maybe some version of it. If we're looking at future society in two hundred years, maybe consciousness evolves and we all become beings that don't need our own things. We're all shared. Like you know, right now, the technology is getting us to this point where we're you know we have like this mother brain called Google or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't have to remember anything. Don't talk you talk about that. You know, so <laughs> you know, we don't have to remember anything. We're all sort of offshoots of this giant, you know, giant network. And yeah. maybe at some point down the road, we, you know, we will lose all that freedom. We will lose all that sort of, um, uh, 
autonomy because we'll all be sort of connected in a way. And we, maybe we already are. We just don't, can't perceive it because we're not, we're not at that consciousness level as a, as a, as a, as a society, as a, as a, as a globe, you know, we're not there yet, but maybe in like 200 years, but that's so far away. And, and maybe that's what communism was trying to do. I don't know. I mean, it's philosophical. It's a philosophical thing. Yes. And, uh, it's not attainable given where human consciousness is currently. Exactly. And I think that it's going to be a long time before anything like that could be possible. And it's hard for us to even imagine that as being something good, right? Because it's like, I don't want to give up all these things that I, I want to have my independence. I want to be free. I want to be, you know, and I, 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 I agree. I don't want to really, but you know, uh, consciousness and relative uh, perception changes over time. And we might, you know, maybe we'll realize that it's at some point in 200 years, that's not so bad, but I don't know. I've really gone off the deep end and I apologize, but. Well, um, you know, the way I look at it, John, this has kind of become topsy-turvy. Yeah. When I look at North Korea, when I look at Cuba, I see the same conditions there that existed in Tsarist Russia. You've got a whole lot of have-nots, and you've got a, full, a few yeah. haves. And and my I, maybe I'm being optimistic here, or you know maybe I've been drinking too much. I don't know, but I think the day will come when the last flame of communism will be extinguished, and that will happen when the day comes that the have-nots rise up against the haves, just as they did in pre-Czarist Russia, in Czarist Russia. I think that I think that who knows when that day is going to come, but 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 people get hungry enough and they get pissed off enough. All of a sudden, they're not afraid of the government anymore. The government better be afraid of them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, well, the I wanted to just touch on an article that I found um, in Scientific American, uh, that shared psychosis of Donald Trump and his loyalists. I would recommend, um, if you guys look that article up, um, email me, email us and we'll send it to you or something. So you're going to uh, quote from the demonic left wing media. I don't know. Is, is scientific American left wing? Oh, I'm sure it is. Probably is. It talks yeah. about, talks yeah. about like science. You know, uh, well, anything having to do with science. Hello, <laughs> man. Come on. Left wing conspiracy. Yeah. But it kind of goes through the psychological aspect of, of uh, how, you know, I think we all as um, people in the middle and on the left are very confused as to how some of our loved ones and friends and people that we know could be still supporting Trump at this point. And I think this article helps sort of a little bit understand the psychological, you know, there's a, there's like an emotional bond that he's created with his followers and it's in, in the realm of cult, you know, there's a little cult kind of, you know, you can study, you know, these people that they're, they're experts in this field and they're, there's similarities to cult and even the people in there. I mean, I've seen people on Twitter that have cult 45 t-shirts cult. They know they're in a cult they know he's the cult leader and they're cool with it. And he, and he treats them like crap most of the time and they don't care that that's sort of, there's similarities between like cults and what's going on there. Um, I'm not saying that for every Trump supporter, obviously there's some people that just love his policies 
and they, that's what they claim. They love his policies, and that's more important than anything else he does. Well, that's fine if that's what you believe. I think actually Scott uh, Fisk is one of those people who it's about policy. Um, Scott, if you're listening, there you go. Shout out. But it's it's about policy more than it's about anything else. Um, and I and I, I kind of believe that um, that is you know. It, but I my question to Scott was always like, um, you know, is policy worth you know, uh, risking our democracy for a fat, you know, potentially, you know, someone with fascist dreams, you know, is, do, do you not care about that? And is policy that important? Um, so I, and again, this kind of gets me back to the whole thing about, you know, maybe we take some of the Trump, um, ideals and we, maybe we can come to some sort of compromise or we can heal from all this. And, you know, the left and the right can agree that Trump's goals, his sort of quote unquote fascist dreams yes. were bad for our country. Let's, mm-hmm. let's agree on that. And let's talk about policy individually and forget about, but by, you know, partisanship. What about policy? What's, you know, good and bad. Let's, let's, let's debate it, have healthy debates in Congress. Um, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be fantastic, but you know, this is backtracking quite a bit, but one thing that just struck me, you know, when the, uh, Mob, the riot, the group of rioters, traitors, whatever you want to call them. There were these different shirts. John, you already pointed one out, was Camp Auschwitz. Uh, But there was one that I found especially, especially disturbing. And it was the 6MWME. Six million. um, Was not enough. Was not enough, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and there are people, I, I, I cannot, bl- it, it blows me away in this day and age after the horrors of World War II, and this is where the... Well, the Ku Klux Klan doesn't have to wear the, the hoods anymore. Oh, no. That's that's what you're seeing. Th- those are people yeah. with, they are proud yeah, to be, you know, they don't need to wear those hoods they're proud anymore. Boys. They're proud, they're, they're Well, they're just proud to be yeah. neo-Nazis, mm-hmm. and... There are some people like that, so sorry. You know, you were talking about uh, patriotism. What's what's a patriot? Okay, well, these patriots, as we know, uh, destroyed property, theft, and murder, left urine and feces on the Capitol floors. But what is patriotism? According to the right, it's those who support Trump. But you were talking earlier about wouldn't it be great if the left and right in government could just, you know, talk, come to some form of, of uh, compromise. And it reminds me of a, of a quote I heard years ago. It says, dissension is the greatest form of patriotism. You know who said that? It's Thomas Jefferson. And I dig him. Yes, and, and he was what, and this is one of the found, the country's founders, one of our, our star founders. And what he was saying, look, uh, patriotism and democracy is all about dissension. He, there's always going to be dissension, period. Yeah. I mean, there always has been, there always will be. But at some point, you have got, to compromise, and that's mm-hmm. what democracy is. It's all about compromise, and I'm not seeing that at all. I haven't seen right. that. I haven't seen that and since I, Trump's been and president. I think you know um, that psychology uh, ep- that 
an article that I was reading, and one of the ways ways that this starts fading away is having Trump no longer in the picture. Exactly. And start, you know, he's daily barraging people with this this message, this stuff, and and he has his soldiers doing it now, and they're still barraging people with it. Mm-hmm. But once that stuff fades away, then people might, you know, slowly. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a while before they can kind of click back in. Because I don't think all these people were like this before. Some were, some were. But, you know, I don't. What was that? Oh, Tom. He did it again. Uh, cell phones. Sorry. But I wanted to say one other thing. That um, if you're confused, if you're unsure, if if you're on the right side, you know, maybe maybe all along you're thinking, you know, maybe I, I, I got to be right. I'm on the left. I'm on the right. Um, if you're wondering, maybe maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I should be on the other side. Look who is on your side with you. If you have Nazis on your side, you're probably on the wrong side. Yeah. I think that's a good indicator that you're on the wrong side. If if you're walking side by side with people that support the Nazis, I'm pretty sure you're on the wrong side. That would kind of, that would that that would be my conclusion as well. <laughs> you would think <laughs> you so, <know>? right? <laughs> so, but but you know, people might be questioning themselves at this point. Like, well, you know, maybe maybe I am on the wrong side. Well, but like, let's yeah, I think it's a good indicator. Well, you got to remember the, the Nazis were the biggest group of terrorists in the history of man i mean look what they look what they did oh yeah and number two would be the russians look what they did under joe stalin look what they did uh what do you think the total number of deaths that the nazis caused because they they would you say they were the cause of world war ii Oh yeah. Well, yes. they they're the ones who invaded Poland on September first, nineteen thirty nine. So so I think it's reciprocal. So Nazism caused World War Two. Um, yeah. So that's uh, forty million deaths. Uh, forty four million, I think, was total total deaths. No, it was over sixty million. Over sixty. Okay. It, it, I don't. I, that was not inclusive of the uh, Jews. I think the six the six million um, plus Jews. But um, so yeah, sixty million. At, I I believe you you probably have better info than I do. Sixty million. That's um, so they're they're close to sixty million. So th- that is the number. That so when you start thinking about how you know what is the real ramifications of fascism and um, these types of leaders, that's that's it. You know, it's sixty million sixty million people dead. Um, and you know, if you get down to the bottom line of what we're talking about with Trump and, you know, you guys are going to be like, oh, don't go there. It's too soon. But like if you fast forward and say some horrible thing happens and he stays in power and the military sides with him and all this stuff, my hope is that it just we don't go down a path similar to Nazi Germany. You know, I hope we don't go down that path where there's some sort of like ethnic cleansing or some sort of like mass genocide you know um if we become just assholes um and our society gets messed up for a while and we recover i can live with that i i don't want i just can't imagine i would you know thinking about some sort of mass genocide is just like too much to even you know to, to even fathom you know um and you know even germany has recovered from what happened right like um, 
Germany has recovered. They still, it's still in their psyche, but you know, that was a 12 year like reign of terror, but you know, that was what, when did that end? 47? No. Oh, 45. 45. Uh, and now it's uh, 67. I can't do the math, but um, 75 years later. Mm-hmm. 75 years later. Um, and it's still, I think it's still in their psyche. You know, it's a stain on the history of their country forever. Yeah. Um, they'll always be remembered for that. Um, I, I just, all right, all right, dog. Okay. Dog is barking. Mom's home. You know, she's part of the podcast. I can't, I'm talking about these really serious and heavy, deep subjects. And she's like, you know, I got, I got this, I got to protect this house, you know, there's yeah. intruders. But look, anyway, man, let's, let's lighten ball. it up a little bit. I'm sorry to go down that dark path. I told you this was going to be up, uplifting, but, but I, obviously kind of important, but, um, all right. So Tom, you were mentioning, um, some right-wing conspiracies that you want to Well, I have. Now, listen, before I start, I want you to know that I've spent the last five days, five days, watching and listening to and reading from right-wing media. Because all we ever hear about from the right is, is how terrible. That's what it, that's what it seems like. That's what it sounds like. What happened to you over the last five days? Is, is, yeah. That's the way I feel right now, believe me. Uh, anyway, Jeepers, see, you knocked Sorry. me off. You know, you knocked me off the track here. Uh, anyway, yeah, I listened, <clears throat> excuse me, and I swear upon my mother's grave that I have not altered any of the information from the right-wing media that I am about to share with you, okay? And what I did, I listened, I, I studied the big three, that being Fox, One America, and Newsmax. And yeah. that's the only news and the only that I've, that I've done for five days. I mean, I swore off the evil left-wing I went media. to Alex Jones for a while. Oh, did you? Yeah, did a little Alex Jones. It was just like, whoa. Whoa, is he great or what? Wow. You know, I see what I don't understand, John. Here we are struggling, trying to get a podcast going. And here this maniac has his own radio show, for Christ's sake. You know, but the first thing you see when you go to his website is he's trying to sell you something. Oh, well, of course. The first thing, it's it's hilarious. You know, John uh, Oliver has done some funny stuff on Alex Jones. but Anyway. Uh, okay, well, this is one of the first things I ran across, and this was surprising. This, this, all this that, that I'm about to tell you comes from Fox News, okay? And the first article that I stumbled across was a shocker for me. Uh, this was Chris Christie uh, talking about the events of January 6th. And he said, look, Giuliani... And this is a, Repub- a former Republican governor of New Jersey. Oh, he was a big Trump supporter and for exactly. three, three years? Oh, you say? Three yeah. and a half, maybe? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was... Up to like uh, mid, mid last year, I think he started to defect, or late last year. He was a Trumpster, oh, for sure. Big time. Boot anyway, liquor. he said that Giuliani and Trump say what they hope things are and not the way they really are, i.e., let's tell some lies. And uh, he said it was about time that Pence stood up and did the right thing for once. Uh, mm, uh, Pence is spineless. Yeah, 
Yeah, he. But, he's not going to do anything. No, he's no, not. He's spineless. No, he's, he he is spineless. He is spineless. Well, dude. I tell you, I tell you what, too. Uh, I really believe that his political future is gone. It's non-existent because he's forever by not invoking the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Kind of take a stand one way or another. Yeah, and he's sort exactly. of just kind of waffling between yeah. the two. It's like, dude, I don't know. It's, uh, well, definitely, it, he's not a superstar in any, any, anything really. He's just kind of there. Yeah, know? and I, I get. I will say it's uh, good that he decided not to try to steal the election. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that's one thing I mean, I give yeah. To him. <laughs> well, see, that's why I, I was when when it came to that, I was in Pence's corner. I thought, all right, Mike, you know, uh, it's amazing but, how much like how, how much power he has and how much he could inf- affect mm-hmm. the outcome of all this. If he if he grew a pair, yes, and, and or a spine, yes, 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 preferably both, and just said, you know what, screw you guys, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna do this. But, but but no. But now, by not doing anything, he is forever going to be linked to Trump. Yeah, that's that, and even worse, that, sort of a half-assed Trump. Y- yeah, a half-assed like, Trump. Uh, it's you like know, he's almost getting into, into the realm of like the Cruises and the and the Grams and McConnells. You know, just kind of fl- flipping back and forth in this limbo state of like. I kind of like him now, but then I don't like him now. But then I like him now, and I don't like him now. No, yeah. You just got to – you can't just use it. I don't know. They're, they're politicians. They do what they do. But. Yeah, well, he uh, – like I said, he has – I think he's really shot himself in the foot as far as his own political future goes. Had if, – if he would invoke the 25th, I think a lot of people – would say, look, this guy's got some guts, and he did the right thing at the right time. Oh, he could, he could I, really, yeah. he could really kick. He could really kick the up problem his is, stock. He, think about that. Like if he does that, the, the, he he can't be a Republican anymore because I don't think the Republicans are gonna they're gonna be fractured, and there's not <laughs> enough there's not enough support for a anti-Trump uh, uh, Republican right now. Well, you know, it's on the Republicans. It's funny you should mention that because I've heard more and more in the last few days that McConnell, Mitch McConnell, majority leader of the Senate, the number two Republican. Well, I guess he'd be number three after Pence, but let's say the the number two or three Republican in the country is now uh, saying that he would favor impeachment because. It would get rid of Trump, and it would distance him from the the Republican Party. And I think, I and, and again, I would like to think that he's saying that for the 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 betterment of the country. But yeah. I really think he's only padding his political future. There's I think, something behind it. He doesn't. I, nobody in that in those positions no, do things no. for the betterment of the country. I, I think. I, just, uh. I think he wants to see something happen that would distance himself and the Republican Party as in, for the, his sake and the Republican Party's sake, not for the sake of the country, yeah. distance themselves as far as possible from Trump at this point. I mean, he screwed up that bad. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think that this, what what happened here, and um, I mean, it's in impeachment today as we speak. I mean, it's not, we all know it's not going to happen because the Senate still is majority Republican, but uh, it's pretty serious, and, and a lot of a lot of people, and you get you're starting to get a little bit of Republican defection for the first time, exactly in four years. Yes, like yes. one or two non Mitt Romney 
<laughs> people are, are defecting a, a little bit. Um, well, you know, to the extent where uh, Liz Cheney, the number three Republican in the country, uh, the Republicans have asked for her resignation yeah. because because she dared come out against Trump. Yeah. Uh, well, and now she fears for her life. Seriously. I'll tell you, somebody else that fears for his life is our own uh, Andre Carson. Who that? Uh, He is the, our congressman from Indianapolis. I forget which district it is. But anyway, you know what his problem is? He's Muslim. Oh, boy. And he was on, there's a hit list. They found, uh, they've come across hit lists on the internet, and he was on it. Pelosi was on it. Pence was on it, and he was on it because he's a Muslim. Hmm. Now, isn't that great? These, these patriots, these patriots are going to take this guy out because he's a Muslim. Yeah, that's just wonderful. Uh, anyway, patriots. Yeah. Anyway, get, get, getting back to to Christie, he said that Trump Giuliani and Trump Jr. said what they did for cheap applause at a rally. And any failures that Trump has had, for example, his bankruptcies, he blames other, he, others. He never assumes responsibility for his own failures. Well, duh. And he based stolen election on non-existent evidence. And he spent his time complaining about stolen election at Georgia Senate election rallies. You don't think maybe he helped the, the Democrats well, win those two seats in Georgia? Do you guys think that? The call that he had to Georgia was okay. Oh, no. I mean, you listen to that. He is totally pressuring them to break the law. I mean, I listened to the whole thing a couple times, and I'm like, this is this is worse than the Ukraine call by far. Oh, absolutely. It's in our own country trying to influence the election to change the results of the election. And the, his own party is saying, no, sir, this is correct. We've looked at it 10 times. You can't, we're not going to cheat for you. And he still continues to push them. I mean, I think it's way worse than Ukraine. Oh, yeah. This, you know, this, this that makes... was an impeachable offense oh. right there. But that's it. But his bar is so low that, like, you know, and, and he says, that's a perfect call. It's a perfect call. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, I, I don't even know. That's why I can't do common ground anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he <laughs> just the, over it. the thing that bothers me about Trump, he has no class, he has no shame, he has no dignity. Speaking of no dignity and no class and no shame, I was thinking of calling my friend Dom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really want to hear from him, man. Do you like that you, you setup? Know, really, him? you know, in, in, in fact, from what you've told me about him, I'm thinking he's a fictional character. John, let's you're going to have to prove to let's, me that this guy is real. Let's see here. I don't know. Uh, let's see if I can get him on the phone. I This will be a first, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be a first to try to call someone live. Oh, my German friends an- answered me back on WhatsApp, by the way. Wait, there's the phone. Let's see if he answers. Yo. Hello, Dom. What, what's happening? Dominic. That's me, Dominic. You're on the you're on the radio, right now, oh, buddy. Oh God! Yeah. How do you feel about How do I that? Look? You look uh, really good, in my mind. Tom's I here too. Say hi to Tom. Here. Tom. Tom. Hey Tom. Tom. What's Tom. Happening? Hey, Tom. you know, you know, you're. It, 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 isn't it great having a three letter name, Dom? Dom, Tom, 
you know, Joe, Bob, John, John, know, yeah, John, John you know, Tim, yeah. they're so easy to remember, especially for me, man. I have a hard time remembering names anymore. So let me just give you a, a little background on Dom here. He's, he's Uh-oh. our, he's our Boston representative, uh, actually, you know, to be exact, Sagas, Sagas, <laughs> Sagas mess. But, uh, I used to work with Dom when I, when I lived in Boston for a year and, uh, we had a good time, I'd say, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We did. We yeah. did. I don't know how much I can say, but. <laughs> Use your best judgment. Come on. Or your worst. I don't know. Eh, we'll save that. We can, we'll we can leave that, that for but... later. But uh, we're just giving you a call because uh, we're in the middle of this. We've been talking for about 45 minutes about the uh, the fun events of, of late. Um I don't know. What, what, what do the people in great Boston think about all this stuff? <laughs> uh, well, or you, you in know, particular, well, you know, we're the most normal part of the country, mm. um, mm-hmm. with the biggest brains. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Don, sure. <laughs> be sure you talk down to us. We're in Indiana. Very, very humble too. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think everybody around here is pretty disgusted. Well, again, um, it's your fault. So I, I wanted to bring back. Yeah. The, yeah. Those the are the worst $30. Those are the worst $30 I ever spent. So I bought a vote Kanye hat this year, but it didn't work. Oh, see that I can get behind, but <laughs> you, you bought a MAGA hat before it was, was a thing. And that well, I still, it was you. a joke, right? Like there was no way this guy could win. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I was there. What was it? It was, uh, like July 16. 16, July 16 is when I, when I left there and, and, uh, yeah, we were all like laughing about it, you know? Well, you know, I never will forget. I here, here, I, and I'm still kicking myself in the ass. I, uh, back in 2016, I was still practicing dentistry and I said to my partner at the time, we were talking about this and I said, there is no way in hell this joker is going to get elected president. He agreed and we were both wrong. So I, well, a lot of people were, you know, I mean, I was dead sure. I, you know, I would have bet the farm that this guy would never win the presidency. I still blame Dom. I a hundred percent. Um, I, <laughs> you nailed it. What was that movie? You said this was exactly like idiocracy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Idiocracy. We, we've we turned a corner to Did you ever see that movie? I did. Yeah. yeah, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, we've turned the corner. We're it was supposed to be five hundred years ahead, but actually, actually, I mean, like four years. It took so. like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. we're we're we hit the fast forward button, but uh, yeah, here we are. We're in this freaking, you know, I don't know what we are in this bizarre world that we live in now. But um, so I mean, how do you I feel work, about? What, what, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just well, going to say, as you know, the building that I work at that you used to work at is right next to the state house in mass, which is cool. Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) And what really stood out to me, by the way, was, um, you know, the other day when all that nonsense went down and there was like, what, four police officers at the Capitol. Um, we had, (laughs) we had more national guard around my building in Boston for a black lives matter protest. Like literally, right. I have pictures of right. them standing out in front of the yeah. building yeah. with machine guns. We were talking about that. How, I <laughs> For mean, a peaceful it was, protest. It was on purpose, right? It was on purpose that there was no 
National Guard. And they didn't come for four hours when, you know, well, yeah, while, now while they were inside rooting around and pooping on the floor. You know, Don, uh-huh. has, has there been any uh, reaction in Boston yet uh, because of the threat of protest, armed protest at all at every state capital in the country? Have they, Has there been any reaction? Have you seen any increased police presence or National Guard or anything yet at all? Not yet. Um, I don't know if it's because they don't want to give any credence to the threats. Um, obviously, you know, Massachusetts, even when all the protests were going down across the country earlier in the year, we weren't as affected as everywhere else. Um, you know, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything. And obviously I'm, you know, up and around Beacon Hill all the time. And, you know, we would notice if there was an increased police presence. There's nothing there yet. I could see it tomorrow when I go in. I have no, you know, I'll let you know. (laughs) Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see because uh, they said, too, I I, I saw today where the FBI said we've got a problem, and the problem is that there are a lot of extremists in the police departments countrywide. And they Um, also, um, I'm sure you've been following it closely, the – Massachusetts rep had the panic button ripped out of her office. Had the what uh, did you button? see that? <clears throat> no. There was a panic button in her office in the Capitol, Ayanna Presley, uh-huh. uh, who's African-American, and uh, her panic button was disconnected a couple of days ago before this happened. Hmm. Well, wow. And they think that some of the GOP house reps were in on it. Yeah, I've been um, hearing some So keep rumblings. an eye on that yeah. one. Been hearing some rumblings on that. Well, you know, so I don't know if you know they might up the police presence in Boston because of that if she comes back this way. But well, you know, we had speaking of uh, endangered representatives, uh, one of our congressmen, Andre Carson from, uh, he's the representative basically for Indianapolis. I forget what district he's in, but he is black and Muslim and they found his name on one of the hit lists along with Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence. Uh, yeah. I mean, it you know. kind of seemed like it might've been a attempted hit, right? Oh for yeah, exactly. Pence and, and yeah. Pelosi. Did you notice how, did you notice how just disgusting and, and ugly all these people were too, by the way? Well, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like what a disgusting group of like fat idiots. Like what yeah, were they going to do? This is one pathetic mass of humanity. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I, some of the pictures, there's a lot of people there. Too. Oh like God. some of yeah. those pictures are just shocking how many people were in that crowd. And, but there are a lot of different types of people. I mean, there was what percentage of those people do you think took a shower that day? I, you know, <laughs> what percentage was sober that day? honestly, there, but there was a lot of people there who were, you know, dressed nicely, preppy people who, you know, they, and they didn't, they, they walked right along with all those scumbags, you know, like, and, and they're all scumbags. I, I don't, I'm not, that's a bad word. Scumbag is a bad word. Let's not go there. on the radio. Well, it sounds Jeez. like, I'm, it, that's like something Trump would use. So I don't want to do, I don't want to go there, but, but <laughs> I don't know, my point say. is that there were people who were, you know, somewhat respectable people in their communities going out there and standing side by side with guys with Camp Auschwitz shirts Dude. on and not doing <laughs> anything an about it. Yeah, there was an Olympian. You're right. There's an Olympian. Chuck Norris was there. I saw Chuck Norris. Was... Oh, he said it wasn't him. Okay. Oh, damn it. Damn it. 
Well, did you see where that former <laughs> mayoral candidate from Texas, uh, she was on there. You know, here's how smart she was. Uh, she did a video of herself, and she says, oh, we just broke into the Senate floor. Yeah, yeah, like totally incriminating themselves. It's yeah. genius. We've taken over the Senate floor. And I'm like, gee, hey, lady, you me, are really smart. Let me My ask God. you, Dom, how's, the, how's the, the COVID rules over there? Are you able to go to bars? Uh, I mean, I am. No, just uh, you the <laughs> just, just me you yeah it's great it's like my own um you can go they have uh i think right now they're doing you can only be there for 90 minutes um, what basically, basically minutes, no they, you. they don't they just have to say that That's silly. um it's i mean you know how it is it's it's like all the bars around there are like the real life cheers so right 21st amendment all the rules yeah that's yeah. close well you know Dom, you want to talk about tough regulations. I just a few minutes ago got a WhatsApp from my friends in Germany. They have an 8 o'clock curfew. You must be off the streets by 8 o'clock. Yeah, we have um, everything shuts down in the city now at 9 o'clock. Well, that was normal, uh, though. I, I remember Boston no. being kind of like that anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll give you that one yeah everything does shut down yeah. early but um i mean people are pretty good about it though around here there's not a lot of uh yeah. crazy anti-mask people a lot of, or anything lot of puritans like a lot of puritans over there yeah. i yeah. yeah but you know i think everybody um you know is just getting in from going home and screwing around yeah no for sure. yeah, everybody's doing the right thing when they go to work but then everybody else is shooting down to the cape in the summertime and partying like you know it's yeah. That ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. So we we were close to getting rid of it. Um, you know, we were down to like 100 cases a day, and then it now it's back up. After like the the hospitals, hospitals are uh, yeah. do, do still have but, capacity, or are they? Uh, do you I know? mean, they're, uh, we're doing all right. They're rolling out the vaccine decently yeah. around here. You going to get um, it? You know, you I know do it? Few, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a few people that have already. So. My wife's got it. You know, she's... She just started a new job here in Indiana, and she's she's got it. So she's getting her Very second good. dose pretty soon. So that's cool. But well, you know, uh, yeah, man. Dom, are the uh, microbreweries in Boston as good as they say they are? I uh, couldn't tell you. I drink Miller Lite. He, he's a Miller Lite oh, guy. Oh man, <laughs> he likes you drink <laughs> well, you drink canned piss. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tom's God. very sensitive about the subject. Yeah, um, no, I, 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 I am such a. But he's never been to Coogan's either, so. No. Okay. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you've been to Coogan's, you, know. you might not. If you know, way. you know. You know, Dom, you need to expand your horizons a little bit. There is real beer out there. Okay. He's still young. Yeah. He's still young. <laughs> I know. But. Anyway, dude. Well, it's. I don't want to. You're at work, right? Are you still at work right now? Uh. I'm actually standing outside on my porch. Oh, oh you, you're pretty not, nice out. You're not working today. No, I'm working from home. It's pretty sweet. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Really yeah. easy to uh, manage a building from your porch. <laughs> yeah. So the building that we used to manage is downtown. It's about a million square feet downtown, uh, downtown Boston. And how, are there are the tenants there, or are they still not there? So we used to average pre-COVID about three to 4,000 people per day. We're doing around 
200. Oh, wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. But you're yeah, still operating the building. You're still operating the building 100% and everything. And yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. So, Where else, and that's baby? been that way since March, but then, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I've been going in throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, crazy times. Maybe the maybe the yeah. vaccine will get us back to uh, some semblance of normalcy. But yeah, in August. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, cool, man. I I don't want to keep you too long. I appreciate you you contributing here. We'll have to. Have yeah, a, I'm getting kind of cold. I have shorts on. And it's what like is the 40. temp out there? Forty? Yeah, it's about forty here. Uh, hang on. Let's check. Uh, thirty-four. Oh, that's not 34. bad. Shorts. Balmy. Shorts. Balmy. Yeah, baby. Are you drinking a Miller Lite right now? No, I'm on the clock, Jonathan. Uh, okay. You hear that, you hear, you hear that Nate? <laughs> no, we didn't drink like we used to at work, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. All right, dude. Well, well, it's all right, nice to talk to you. You guys get back on with your fancy radio show. Yeah, it was good to, uh, it was good yeah. to meet you, Tom. John, yeah, you too, Dom. It was a pleasure, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. Maybe we uh, can do it again sometime. Yeah, we'll look forward to uh, talking to you again, Don. We'll have a. You'll be our Boston rep. Um, we'll check in with you every now and then. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get into some of the good stuff. Too. Give me, yeah, give me some. You know, give me some more of that. Uh, you know, extra extra Boston flavor too. So I, I, I'm ready for it. I miss it. You know, I live in there. It's, All right, I'll turn up the action. <laughs> Crank it up. All right, brother. All right, see you. All right, bye. Uh, I'll catch you guys. Bye. All right. Well, that was Dom. Nice of him to call in, or actually, I called him. <laughs> so he really does exist. Does All exist. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. It's not guy. like my like Canadian Dom. girlfriend. It's actually a real person. He's, <laughs> uh, you know, um, he's about, I don't know what he is now. He was, he's probably about 30 years old, maybe. Oh, he's just a kid. He's a kid, yeah. He's oh, a kid. So I, right. I worked there about five years ago with him. and uh, He's a character, though, boy. Boy, he he's, sounds like it. Yeah, you didn't even get to scratch the surface there. But smart kid, went to North Northeastern. Northeast oh wow! A good school. Okay, yes, it is. Um, but uh, anywho, I think it's break time. We, we might break real quick and then come back for um, some more a, a last uh, last blast here of some more good stuff. Some right. more right wing conspiracies. The truth. The truth <laughs> told by Alex Jones. <laughs> If you or anyone you know is interested in starting a podcast, email us at carmelsoundlab at gmail.com. We can help. We are located in Carmel, Indiana, but we can help you remotely. Either way, just bring your beautiful voice like Tom's and we'll do the rest. Email us at carmelsoundlab at gmail.com. Let's, let's start again, shall we? Let's start again. Um, All right. Tom just had an idea. Um, uh, Dom could uh, speak with uh, Calvin, who is my father-in-law, who also happens to be Carlton Fisk's older brother. Um, and so for those of you in Boston listening to this, obviously Carlton is a pretty big figure because you guys are sports maniacs. And um, Carlton Fisk was a major figure, although Dom won't say it. They, he does have the foul pole named after him in uh, yeah, the Fisk pole in, um, in, in Fenway. I so, saw that game live on TV. Oh, yeah. You're not like uh, Robin Williams in uh, Goodwill Hunting. He didn't see it on TV. Because no, he was it's with... funny that you should mention it because Calvin and his wife Elsa and my wife Kathy were watching that together. We've uh, 
course, Calvin is is also my uh, younger daughter's father. Yeah, it's it's very uh, yeah. We're all related yeah, here. So. <laughs> Inbred, no, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I remember. But course, but course, in the meantime, uh, Carlton is in the Hall of Fame, which is yeah. no surprise. And his number's retired, and the Red Sox. Yes, and he has a pole named after him. So you know, it, it, the people. It, oh, I forgot to ask. Oh, Dom, I'm so sorry. I was going to ask you about Tom Brady. Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, Well, that's yeah. that's going to be a lot of... That'll be our topic for next time. Okay, buddy. I'm sure that, you know, what's happening at Tampa Bay is uh, really making you happy. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> well, anyway, and, and again, folks, this is coming from... Uh, this is what I found on Fox News. What I did is I went to their homepage. I'll tell you what I did. I went to their homepage, and I started just going down the line of articles of course i didn't do all of them but 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 i i i pulled out ones that really kind of struck me between the eyes uh this next you mean like one, this whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. yeah that's still how i feel after oh oh what happened uh sorry uh anyway i just got a whatsapp from my from my friends in Germany. Uh, anyway, this next. Do they one, want to call in? No, they said today's not a good okay. day because they've got Italian lessons. They they're buying a house in Italy. We'll uh, we'll we'll bring the Germans in next episode. Yeah, oh yeah, that'd be great. Sure, I because I really want to get their perspective on a lot of this stuff, but you know, from across the big pond. Uh, but anyway, this next article is about Peter Navarro. Now, Peter Navarro is an Ivy Leaguer, but then again, so are Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wondering, when I read this stuff, I'm thinking, what in the hell is coming out of the ever-prestigious Ivy League? Uh, anyway, Peter Navarro said volumes one and two of what he calls the Great Deception are insurmountable proof of widespread election fraud. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I sure can. Uh, it said, he says, after midnight, it looked like a Trump landslide. Biden wins by a narrow margin. Uh, miraculously, a few hours later, Biden wins by a narrow margin. Now, one thing, one point that I want to make is that uh, 7 million votes was not a narrow margin. Because when we look back at Truman and Dewey and Kennedy it's and almost Nixon, ten percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this was not a, a narrow. But, but he said it was, it was uh, when it looked like after midnight when it looked like a Trump landslide. Biden wins by a narrow margin. Okay, and it says, oh, this this gets better. It says Democrats in swing states intentionally increased absentee and mail-in ballots and decreased ballot verification effectively, taking the, quote, election cops off the beat. It's the ele and he called it the election version of defunding the police. Hmm. Then, in, in the art of the steel, he said the art of the steel shows now get this, Mark Zuckerberg and others 
partly use legal means to change election laws to privatize the election and lax the rules for ballot verification, such as, quote, universal mail-in ballots and, quote, universal mail-in applications and bending and breaking the rules. Does any of that seem legitimate to you? Absolutely none. Oh, and then he finished up by saying, Georgia is a cesspool. Oh, that's quite a statement there. That's a little well, shocking. Well, just remember Trump's uh, uh, conversation with their Secretary of State, uh, Raffensberger, about, gee, I won, I won 11,880 votes or whatever it was. Uh, it, but what gets me when I, I read this, and again, folks, this I took this. This is straight verbatim off the uh, Fox News website. One thing that one question I have: Okay, if there's all this evidence, and this guy's an IB leader now, this Peter Navarro, he's you know he's credible. Why wasn't all this evidence introduced in the courts? Right. Um. Right. They. I mean. Well, that is that evidence. Well, they don't actually have any evidence. It's according all, to Peter Navarro and Fox News, it is evidence. It is evidence. It and is. So, wait a minute. Let me see. Insurmountable proof of widespread election fraud. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know what. I mean, these are courts that are majority conservative courts. The Supreme Court is majority conservative. Um, I don't Trump know what the point what do they say? I mean, they said, you know, they threw them out mostly. Um, so I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about the details, but it does seem that um, regular regular court procedures happened. I mean, if they had evidence, they would have heard it. I mean, they're not going to call it a frivolous or they're not going to throw it out if they have substantial evidence. Right. I mean, especially, sure. especially if your own appointed people are are. are running the the trial or whatever um so i don't know I, I don't know where they're coming from at this point like what at this point they're still saying like i just saw it this morning they're still saying fraudulent election they're still claiming that there's a fraudulent election and i don't why if there was evidence why have we how, why has there not has it not been released like, yeah, I, I don't understand. You would think in this day and age of information and instant, you know, there's somebody put it out there and it would be blatant. So every, it's obvious uh, voter fraud. Like why? I haven't seen anything. I haven't, I haven't seen any evidence of voter fraud. Well, except again, in Wisconsin when they found more votes for Biden. But, <laughs> but I, well, they found more votes for Biden in Georgia, too. In Georgia. And, so and, there, and, there was, and, you know, and, and there was people on camera saying that they voted four times for Trump. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> going in, it's like, I voted four times. I mean, so I don't know. I've never seen, if, if you guys have evidence of voter fraud, and, you know, if maybe if you're a, how many Republicans and Trumpers are listening to this? I don't know. Probably not very many. It's yep. sad. I would like them to listen to it. I don't think we're that bad. Are we bad? I don't know. But send all your questions or your hate mail or your love mail to yeah. the, the John and Tom show at gmail.com. That's all I got to say. Well, you know, uh, please, and, and, and you, you made a good point there. Please, if there's anybody out there who knows where to find volumes one and two of Peter Navarro's Great Deception, Please. <laughs> oh, 
Oh boy. Uh, please, please, uh, you know, send us an email and let me know. Cause I've, I've been looking all over hell's half acre for the volumes one and two, the great deception. Where is, and I can't, where find is it. the half acre of hell? Well, I, I don't know. I, mm. you know, it's just an old, you were there probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I haven't been there, I probably deserve to be there. You've all been there at some point. Uh, probably. But anyway, yeah, getting back to the courts, it's like, you know, one thing I think I understand about court cases is you can make all the allegations you want, but it doesn't mean jack shit if you don't have evidence to back it up. Exactly. And and that's what happened in all 62, 62 court cases. I'm sure that, like, you look at judges, 98% of them are pretty good. Like, as far as, like, yeah. to get to become a judge is not easy. And they probably are, you know, they, they all have their quirks and they're all, some of them are biased in one way or another, but like they're, they're, most of them are fairly well-meaning, right? Um, I just I, find it hard to believe that, you know, th there was some sort of, uh, you know, screwiness in this process of, you know, the court cases. I mean, there's six, over 60 of them and they all got tossed out. I mean, there's no evidence. No, that's, that's, that's the Ridiculous. whole basis. There is no evidence. What? Well, you know, maybe, maybe I'm overly optimistic, but I believe that, that most judges, I can't say all, but, you know, possibly, hopefully all, uh, uphold their legal ethics. Yeah. That's what I was, that's it, what I was trying to, to say. To, to uphold, ethics. to uphold yes. the law, the written law. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. Unfortunately for Trump, that's what's happened because even his own people right. have have upheld the written law and said, "Okay, this is fine." Where's the evidence? And when they when they come around to it, there is no evidence. Yeah, thanks for stating that better than me. That that was what I meant to say. And uh, Tom uh, came through there. That's uh, good. Well, Appreciate you're welcome, that, John. Uh, oh, the other thing that that uh, Peter Navarro said is that Twitter banning Trump is really just political payback for Trump wanting to place liability on social media. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that subject. I think it's, um, you know, it's a little, it's a little sketchy. You start banning people from, you know, what has become a pretty public forum, even though it's not a state sponsored forum. I mean, these, uh, these tech companies, um, their communications are becoming the way we communicate. Um, and now you ban, you know, Trump and all the, all those people they ban, it's a lot. Um, and, and, and so who decides that and what's the point where they did it? I, I personally think that they did the right thing, but I've obviously everybody listening to this is like, of course you do because you have that, those opinions, but and all the other people thinking it's a bad idea, but and, but they're using it to their, they're trying to use it to their advantage, saying this is censorship, you're turning into communist, blah, 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 this, that. Um, and do they have a point? Do they have a point? Do, should we not censor anyone? It's not censor. It's, this isn't a we. That's Twitter. It's a private company. And I know there's arguments to say private companies, you know, should be held to, uh, you know, some standard too. It's a, you can't just say it's a private company and be done with it. It's a, it's a complicated topic is what I'm trying to get to. Um, and it's a slip, maybe it's a slippery slope of banning people. Um, it's, uh, 
at the same time, I do think what happened justifies it. I do think that, you know, the stuff that happened was so far over the line and that it was obvious it's obvious that they were supporting and encouraging that and egging them on to do it and hundred percent supporting them that I, I feel like it was the right move. I think it was the right move, but part of me is just a little bit scared of the idea of some private company who's becoming ubiquitous for communication is going to be able to, you know, ban people. And that's sort of the long-term thing feeling of me, you know, well, you know, John, one thing they, they, they tend to forget the Trump and the right wing are not, not the first group or individuals to be banned yeah. from, from these, uh, from these internet providers. I, you know, they, they do it all the time that, uh, what they find to be unfounded, uh, if, if they find unfounded accusations and yeah. platforms and whatever, they ban them. So this isn't anything new. And, and the right's acting like, well, this has never happened. Well, yeah, a, hell, it's never happened. It's happened many times well, it, before. It, it was, you know, the evolution of this because never has a president been able to directly address uh, the people like he did with Twitter. Like, there was no filter. There, he, you knew that he was typing those letters. Oh, yeah. You knew it. And I think that people, uh, that's one of the things they liked about it. They knew it wasn't diluted by writers. Or it wasn't diluted by other people. And they liked that. Even if it was stupid stuff, they still liked it because it was like, that's what the president is thinking. Um, so things ha- did change a little, I think, in the way things are communicated. And, and, you know, it did become a main main platform. I mean, more than TV. TV was always the way before. Um, but TV's ancient history. TV's kind of gone now. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how all presidents, you know, after Kennedy or whatever, start. You know, were, were I don't know, uh, yeah. maybe before that. But um, times have changed. But now it's it's Twitter, and it's it's he could be at two thirty in the morning taking a dump, and and I think that's half the time he was tweeting was you know two thirty in the morning, like take you know mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Uh, tweeting some, retweeting some right wing QAnon thing or like, you know, uh, whatever, you know, white supremacy stuff that he, he, you know, maybe he wasn't thinking straight or something, but, or maybe he was, and that's what he really believes. And he's just like another user of Twitter. I mean, he, he was kind of like one of them, you know, like that, that's probably why they liked him so much, but, um, and you know, he just, but it, I just I think they they looked past so much that was really really flawed. Well, you know, speaking of television, my generation, i.e., the baby boomers. You're a boomer. I am a boomer. Uh, that you know, of course, I remember you know many years we didn't have a television, then we did, and it was a big deal. Well, my generation made television. And a lot of the networks, I saw this a few years ago, the networks are panicking because baby boomers are tending to go away from television and more to the Internet. And that's probably why you see more and more advertising on the Internet 
than you ever did because we're not, and of course you got to remember too, we, we're not only the generation that made television, we are the biggest generation in the history of this, in the, in the history of this country. So we are a powerful economic, we have powerful economic impact. Yeah. Even to this day. I mean, we're aging, of course, and a few of us aren't, aren't in a good number of us aren't around anymore. But even at that, we're still a significant part of the population. Right. And uh, but anyway, uh, when when I saw, you know. Trump wants liability for uh, these providers, you know, like Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, da 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 da, and I'm thinking, okay, liability for what? For for providing a responsible platform for people to communicate and express their issues. These are private companies. They set the rules and regulations for their use. I don't see how it's a violation of free speech for a responsible communications company like any of these are to allow uh, potentially uh, subversive activity to go on on yeah. their systems. 100%. Yeah, it's not censorship. That's, you know. I think it's good judgment. It's good, <laughs> it's good judgment. And, yeah, there has to be a point where you say, this is just, can't allow this anymore. You know, find another platform. They tried to find Parler. You know about Parler? Oh yeah, well and, Parler sued them, and they went and, they, and Amazon and all the servers, uh, um, they dropped them, so they're they're gone. Parler's gone. Well, here's my answer to that. Okay, if if you can't find one of the evil left providers to carry you, then create your own. Yeah, just create your own. Yeah, there's plenty of places own. to do hate speech. You know, you can, you know. This this is America, and you know it, it. It's not like again. It's like they're they're comparing it to communism and stuff. But it, that was like state sponsored radio, like that. That was the oh, only yeah. radio station you could get. Was that's that's censorship. You know that's like you know having a you know fifty different social media sites to choose from. You can do whatever you want. You know, like there, it's. You, you know, you get if you get banned from some site for breaking their rules and regulations, too bad. You broke their rules and regulations according to them. That's their private company. They can do, you know, they can do that. You know, the, the arguments that I'm seeing are just insane. Like they're, are they really thought these arguments through? Like no. they, don't, they don't. They don't seem. No. It's like a desperate last gasp. And um, I hope it is a last gasp. I hope it's just like let's all this bullshit goes away well you <laughs> I'm know so tired of it speaking of desperate last gasps i what bothers me and again after wednesday b- before wednesday i would never have thought this possible but after wednesday now i believe anything is possible yep. well he's and, down at the alamo he's 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 trying to rile up his people with the wall bullshit and yeah yeah and he's probably plotting something and as i've been saying I'm going to say it one more time. Hopefully the last time I have to say this is that, you know, because there are only seven days left and so I can't go much further than that. We probably won't put another podcast out until after our inauguration. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, you but, never know. Uh, he could still call on the military. That's he could still exactly. call on the military and say, you guys yep. want to join me? 
you just took the words right out of my mouth. I still think a la- the very last gasp that he has available is to declare martial law. Yeah. I don't put it past him. That's why he's at the Alamo. Last gasp. Yeah, you know, last gasp. It's he's, not the Alamo, yeah. but it's at Alamo, Texas. It's well, different. yeah, well, anyway, the same a thing. Combination. They're, they're all looking at it like he's the chosen one. Oh, yeah, he's he's second coming. You know, this is our guy. You know, no yeah. matter what, they'll go down with him. They're willing to. You know, I, I just again don't understand it. Well, here's a third article, and, and again, I just kind of went down the line here and pulled out uh, articles. This is all from. This is still from Fox News. This comes from Michael Waltz, and Michael is Republican representative from Florida. Now, get this, and again, this kind of shocked me when I read it. He said, there may have been a few Antifa at the riots on Wednesday, but there was a, this was a pro-Trump mob, and then he said, this is not what I, as a former Army Ranger, fought for. Yeah. I still believe that the military would not um, side. I mean, even Mitch McConnell said it. Your argument is thin. Yeah, he said. true. Your argument is thin, and I don't yeah. think I don't think the military would go against America basically to to, to choose Trump. It doesn't seem likely at this point. It, it's going to be. I, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. Well, Jello's jiggling. Uh, the uh, something you know what's his name um, from the Lakers the the, the uh, caster uh, from Pop of uh, uh, no no uh, the late not no he was the guy that that called the games um, yeah can't remember his uh, name but he said the jiggle is jiggling jiggling the butter's getting hard that's when he would call a game that was over it could have been in the third quarter he'd be like oh this game's yeah, over yeah, like this game's over yeah can't remember his sure. name I'll have yeah. to I'll have to bring that back up in the next one and look him up real quick actually why don't I look him up right now well you know and, and what? Tom can Tom can talk while I look up what you know I we, we talked about how spineless and ballless uh, Mike Pence is hmm. I would be willing to bet you now I've lost bets before and this is one I hope I would lose but I'm willing to bet you that should Trump go to the extreme of trying to declare martial law, even then, even then, Pence would refuse to invoke the 25th Amendment. I, I believe that, yeah. yeah total spine, yeah, spineless. Yeah. yeah he, you know, he's a jellyfish or whatever. Um, Chick Hearn is his name. Chick Hearn. I lived in L.A. for six years back in the 90s in early 2000s and i was i was a short-term laker fan because i i like uh, to root for whatever town i'm living in oh that's cool yeah um, i was a laker i moved fan. around a lot so that was the time when you know shaq and kobe were there but chick hearn was there what a great announcer but he always said uh when he <laughs> whenever it was like it could be a third fourth quarter and he's like jello's jiggling the butter's getting hard this game's over, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's okay. all, it's ready. We're done. It's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah folks, and, it's over. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about Trump right now. Jello's jiggling, butter's getting hard. Um, I think it's time that he's, uh, you know, he's done. But I, it, again, you never, ever want to underestimate him and, and never think that the bar could be, you know, never think the bar can't go lower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bar can go it's a bottomless pit with well him. Said. You know? So yeah. uh, always expect it to go lower. Um, so, Well, here's one another thing that Michael Waltz said after he said that. 
he goes to left media, and that's all we hear about. So today, that's why I want to talk about the right media. The left media has spread conspiracies about Trump. For example, the Russia collusion theory to win the 2016 elections. They've attacked his record, and they've not given him credit for his accomplishments. We've lost independent press. Well, okay, you've got press. You've got you've got amongs, and this is this is just only three. You've got Fox, you've got Newsmax, you've got One America. So okay, yeah, here's your press. Yeah, what what they they do say that a lot that the um you know it's all left the media is all left. Oh I don't yeah, think yeah. So. No, I don't think so either. It's fifty fifty. It, it's always been that way. And then, like why? Yeah, I mean, you just choose your side. I mean, it's if it, that's why the country is slight is down the middle 50-50 because half the people watch Fox and half the people watch CNN. Exactly. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, if everybody only paid attention to the evil left media, then yeah. how in the hell could the right-wing network survive? They have to have viewers. They have to have people that pull them up on yeah, they oh, have yeah. to have There's sponsors, and if nobody was following them, they people, wouldn't have sponsors. A lot of people I know watch Fox. Oh and, yeah, and love it. Um, and just you know, they—that's how they get their opinions. But I did look up Chick Hearn's official quote. What I was trying to horribly—I just—I bastardized it. I'm sorry, everyone. If if anyone anyone out there is a Lakers fan, there's probably not very many of you out there because I hate LeBron. But yeah, yeah well, um, everybody does. Yeah, LeBron is the worst. And Especially in Cleveland, just, man. Nobody, I just, yeah, anyway. Uh, the, the real quote that he used to say, he would go, this game's in the refrigerator. The door's closed, the lights are out, the butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello's jiggling. <laughs> That's what you knew. It could have been third quarter. He never did it at halftime, I don't think. I mean, that's too oh, early. He but, at least but like, you would wait until like, half. okay, I can see this game's over, you know? Gotcha. So Chick Hearn, it, what a what an amazing guy. Like, I loved listening to him when I lived there. I mean, he 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 coined the term slam dunk. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, he he's wow. got some pretty famous um, famous things about him. He was he was just a great character. Airball, another one. Airball. He coined airball and slam dunk. I you know I'm no. learning all kinds of things. No harm, no foul. Know. No harm, no fault. Oh, um, my God. Like, yeah, the guy's awesome. I love that guy. I can't believe he died in 2002. But anyway, um, well, we're about an hour and a half in this thing. I think we got a little bit more. What else do you got? Well, uh, still, this is the last thing I, I pulled out from Fox News. But I've got some some better stuff from Newsmax and One America. But anyway, it says... Uh, Representative Andy Biggs, this is in reference to Liz Cheney. Mm. One of them they were going to... Re- she's not like um, related to Dick Cheney, is she? Oh, she is. It's uh, uh, his uh, daughter, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this is... She must be oh, a... Oh, no, no. She must be a the, treat. Yeah, well, She anyway, must be just a treat to be around. But she is an outspoken anti-Trumper. Is that Republican? Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. She's well, so from, Dick from Cheney Montana. is now uh, anti-Trumper. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheney is for sure too. Uh, yeah, I remember he was Republican vice president under uh, uh, George W. It says I don't think she should be the the chair of the Republican conference anymore. 
the reality is she's not representing the conference. She's not representing the Republican yeah. ideals. The Trump ideals. Yeah. So it, the exactly. See, that's you just hit the nail on the head. The Republican ideals yeah. right now, I'm sorry, are the Trump it's ideals. It's fracturing. And there's some people that yes. still want Republican conservative ideals. And there's some people that want Trump ideals. And it's fracturing. Yes. You might, you might see 50-50 in the Republican Party going those directions. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, I'd still like Pick your to horse. know what the average Joe Republican on the street has to say about Trump. I mean, honestly, if they give her honest that's, opinion, you know, yeah. where are you at with this guy? You know, I, I that's one thing I haven't heard. Oh, but here's some stuff from Newsmax. Uh According to Trump, big tech is dividing this country. And to that, I have to say, no, Donnie, you are dividing this country. Well, I will say that both. I would say both uh, because social media is, is, didn't start out like this, but has become very, very, very dangerous. And I don't, you, did you ever see Social Dilemma? No. Everyone out there needs to watch the, the it's a documentary called social dilemma um it's about social media and how it's evolved since 2010 basically since like facebook became really prevalent and everybody all these other companies are taking on facebook's algorithms and ai is now so prevalent it's predicting our behaviors it's it's creating so many people that are so addicted to their phones and it's all about money mm. and it's it's just it's just money it's just you're trying to get as much money as possible, but their goal, as Tom picks up his phone to look at his phone, is to get you to look at your phone 24-7. That's the goal. And they're doing everything they can to predict behavior, to send you more information, to reinforce your pre-existing beliefs. So you will uh, continue down that road. And that's what divides people, too. In addition to Trump, it was a bad combination because Trump came along right when, you know, social media was hitting its peak. And these algorithms, these AI algorithms, uh, maybe that's a stupid thing to say. I don't know. But these, no, these, these uh, algorithms that are run by AI or, or see, AI is, is constantly improving on its own. And it's even out of control. People can't even really stop it at this point. And it's getting better at predicting your own behavior. And so... Um, what that's doing is basically making us, um, you know, completely addicted to our phones. So we're constantly looking at it and it's feeding, it, it's continuing to feed your own beliefs, like feeding things you already believe, reinforcing your opinions, reinforcing your opinions over and over and over in addition to Trump. But I think, I think the big tech ha is responsible here. And if you watch social dilemma, you'll understand uh, that's your homework. Okay. Your homework, your homework is to go watch Social Dilemma. Oh, okay, I'll do okay. that. And everybody at home or wherever you are, watch Social Dilemma and we could talk about it because that's as big of a threat as anything. That's that We're talking like Terminator stuff here. We're wow. being controlled. Not me and you because we're a little older. We still, we still have problems with it. I still look at my phone all the time too much. I'm being manipulated too. We're all being manipulated. But the young people, even more so. Because oh, yeah. they've, they've yeah. no, no other reality. No. This, and this and all future generations are going to continue at this, at that rate. And it's, uh, something has to be done. And not, even the people in tech don't, because 
that documentary is people in tech showing their fears about it and, and talking about how it's totally out of control. So yeah. big tech is a problem for sure. It is. And that, that AI stuff that um, we have to get a handle on it and we have to like regulate it a little bit. We do. We have to because it's changing our society. And then you add somebody like Trump in there who, who was totally enamored with it with twitter you know and oh, he yeah. used it oh, yeah, he used sure. it to its maximum he, he used twitter to its maximum capacity like he totally crushed twitter and 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 he got he got the presidency out of it he got his crazy followers to 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 attack the capital most likely from his from his tweets most likely you know and and his attitude oh, yeah. and stuff but like the constant tweets the feeling of having a direct channel to to the president of the united states that never happened before. I never, you know, and so um, it, it's complicated. But I, I think uh, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to, to summarize everything. I am looking forward to moving on to a new administration, and I really think that we should look at regulating um, some some of the social media in a real way, significant way, and and um, because it's bigger than I think anybody ever expected. It's become way bigger than anybody thought it would be. And it's impacted our lives bigger than we ever thought it would be. And it's, I don't think for the better. And um, that's part of, you know, hopefully we can make some progress in that um, in the next administration. And I think it will, there will have to be some government intervention. Um, and that would probably be debated and it'll probably be a partisan issue and blah, 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 censorship that, that the, somebody will use it for, you know, use that as an excuse to say somebody's communist or fascist or something. But the reality is we got to deal with that. That that's bigger than politics. That's like, it's changing our behavior as humans. You know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're living with these phones constantly at our sides, constantly flashing at us and interrupting our thoughts. And we have to be very careful and concerned about that i think even more than politics even more than trump you know even you know our country even it's like this is big man i just got a news flash that mcconnell's office said he will not reconvene the senate early to consider impeachment yeah i did it doesn't surprise doesn't me. surprise yeah, me really. I, I, I live think... updates by tom um, yeah. and that's great and uh, you know it did not surprise me at all mm-hmm. well listen man i've got apps for ABC, for Evil Left, I've got ABC, NBC, CBS, mm-hmm. NPR. On the other side of the spectrum, I have apps for I, I, and I get I get flashes from all of them because I said allow you know updates and all that mm-hmm. for Fox, One America, and Newsmax. I mean, I've I, I get flashes constantly. Oh, you do. So that so I took all of my. <laughs> I, I don't get any flashes at all. I have no, never, I have never, never noticed. I think that's the thing you should first do right now. Get rid of all your notifications. <laughs> okay. I haven't, I haven't had a notification in about three years. Okay. Well, anyway. No, it's really it, because it interrupts your life. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, you know, no, no, you're right. But, 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 but since I've been doing this and especially with, you know, all these, all, all the political issues, I thought, no, I'm going to give equal ground to everybody. I want to see what they had to say. And, and I'll tell you what, it's been driving me nuts, especially this last week. There's so many, I can't keep up with them. Uh, 
But anyway, here's another thing from Newsmax. that Congress didn't condemn, and this is, well, anyway, Congress didn't condemn Antifa and Black Lives Matter for the riots last summer. My response to that is, and your point would be, what is the relevance between that and now? Or are we just trying to divert attention away yeah. from, from, the, the, from the issue at hand? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously like, um, I think they, if the subject would have been brought up, I think everybody would have condemned violence. The subject wasn't brought up no. by anyone. No, it was it, not. It just wasn't brought up. Like, why didn't the Republicans bring up the subject? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Did they? Not Email I, us if you think that's true. <laughs> yeah, please. I mean, we we, we want to hear from everybody. I, I can't say that enough. Uh, okay, and here's one from Greg Kelly. Now, Greg Kelly uh, is a Newsmax commentator who has his own show. He has about an hour show every day and all that. And according to Greg Kelly... Number one, Democrat operatives stole the election. Obvi. Number two, no way did Biden win and no way did he get the most votes of any presidential candidate ever. I think it's kind of funny that um, they always say it's about Biden. It's, I don't think the majority of people that voted for Biden voted because of Biden. They voted because they didn't want Trump there anymore. Uh, yeah. I would say a, a huge portion of Biden's votes were not really for Biden. They were for anti-Trump, uh, maybe 75%. Uh, you know, like I, I don't think Biden, everybody knows that he's kind of a walking corpse and he's like, I, I hope he, he can do well uh, as a president, but he's very old um, and he's not, you know, I, I certainly hope he can do well, but you know, I don't know. Uh, whatever, whatever that is, the fact is he won the election mm-hmm. and he's going to be taking over in about seven days. And Kamala, Kamala Harris is a completely capable person to take over should Joe not be able to do it. You know, if, if he gets to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm just, I'm, I can't do it. I'm going to bow out and let Kamala, I think Kamala would be just fine. You know, it's about keeping keeping things running, you know, and, and just all the president is really supposed to be is sort of a figurehead. Mm-hmm. It was never meant to be this like authoritarian leader, like yeah. making all the decisions and the only person that can solve our problems. That's complete BS. That's not part of democracy. Unfortunately, John, a lot of people and especially the Trumpites believe that is the case. And, and how did that happen? I it happened like no overnight idea. in four years because because they're so easily conf- like uh, convinced that that is like it's insane you know like that was that's never been the way like presidents are figureheads they're charismatic figureheads that speak to the nation they're supposed to make everybody feel good and be strong in times of war just be a strong leader you don't have to you're you're not making you're not deciding things no for, you know you have veto power a little bit but it's it's rare that that that's even a thing you know like it, the majority of presidents in our country are just they're just kind of you know, they, we go Republican, Democrat, back and forth, and you can see things. It's a balance. You know, it's a balance. But this, what happened with Trump is completely different. He's He was neither. He's not a Republican or a Democrat. He's a Trump. 
he's just a Trump and his, yeah. his followers yeah. became Trumpers, uh, whatever that even freaking means. I don't even know what it means. He's a America dictator. first. He's a dictator. Germany first, America first. Yeah. I, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Like, uh, we, we want to like, um, isolate ourselves and screw everybody else. Is that, is that the general idea of it? I believe it is. I, I, I believe it is. Oh, uh, Okay, well, getting back to Greg Kelly. That was, that was that was what you call a rant, Tom. Oh, that was great. That was pretty good. Hey, <laughs> rant all you want, man. This 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 show is wide open. You know, we there are no rules and regulations. It's just you know, I I thought that was great, man. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. And feel uh, free to email us if you don't think it was great. Yeah, yeah. Please tell, tell me us. if it sucks. You know, tell us. Tell me I have an ugly voice. I know that. Uh, says I think it's pretty, pretty like little butterflies. Come. John, I thought we said we weren't going to do these podcasts drunk anymore. <laughs> well. Uh, okay. It didn't take well, long for that to change. So but. much for that idea. Uh, anyway, it says, he said, Joe Biden is like the bank robber who got away with it. Who? Who said that? This is Greg Kelly. One of the, the bank robber who got away with it. He said, Joe Biden is like the bank robber who got away with it. I love when they try to it. vilify Joe Biden as if he's, oh, this, yeah, he's this yeah. awful character and he's like so corrupt. Well, he's And a lot of them do say he's really, really the, one of the most corrupt people in American history. I'm like, explain please yeah like, show how, how is he been <laughs> do you see him as vice president of i mean he is so humble he's like one of the most humble guys you know he's i don't even, i don't think he even wanted to be president i think he he it was a duty because the the democratic strategists realized they finally did something right because they've pretty bad in general yeah but, no this is true but they, they were like you're the best chance we have to beat this guy and they did the, the analysis and they realized like you're the best chance we got. Like, they, maybe it's not the right thing, but like right now we got to get this guy out of office and you're the best chance. And he's like, you know what? I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it for the country. And I, I kind of feel like that's maybe true. And then once he takes office, he may, he may just bail or something. But Well, true. You know, he when he takes office, Trump was held to record for being the oldest man to be sworn in as president. But now... Biden is going to beat that record. Why did it seem like Ronald Reagan was so damn old? Well, it's because he got dementia and we were duped. Oh, there. that's right. I, man, that's I don't right. even want to go there. I'm, I'm so pissed about that. Yeah. Uh, but he was, he was, he had dementia when he was reelected. Mm, the uh, second, the second term. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, Will Nancy. Well, well no, Will? It, no, the, the, Best source has it that actually Nancy Reagan ran the government in, really? in his second. Oh, wow. yeah. 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 Nancy Reagan and. She was kind of a badass in some ways. I well, suppose, and, you know. and you got to remember that. The war on drugs thing was kind of silly. That H.W. was vice president at that time, and, and he really, between he and Nancy, yeah. they, they ran yeah. the government. Maybe. Uh, see, you really don't think the vice president's uh, good for anything. There's some pretty damn funny uh, Saturday Night Live episodes. I think it was Phil Hartman. Yeah. Phil Hartman played uh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan oh, on a Saturday Night Live one time uh, in the 80s. Uh, no, but he was like, he was acting like he was whale, whale, whale in public. And then behind the scenes, he was just like really hardcore plotter. <laughs> he was like a really sharp guy. I don't know. I, never mind. But it's, it's a pretty funny uh, Saturday Night Live skit. I've checked it. Yeah, I remember that. He just he he'd sit there and he'd go, uh, uh. Blah, 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 blah. you know, what was I talking about? Oh, 
Oh, here's here's another thing coming from Kelly. Uh, Leffler, as you remember, she's losing one of the two losing Republican candidates for Senate in Georgia, and other Republican senators at our own Mike Braun from Indiana being among that, who backed out of objecting to the election results were big letdowns. Pence, now get this. This is the part part that really blows me away. Pence had the constitutional right to overturn the election. And we never had our day in court. So Pence had the right to override 155 million votes. Yeah. Which is bogus. Which is not true. It is not true at all. See this. Uh, oh, oh, okay. And and here's here here's the final one. Antifa and other violent left wing groups were responsible for the events. Well, of we January all know that's 6th. not true. And, and but there may have been a few in there sprinkled in. There's always some anarchists that go to these things. But you know, you know, John. My 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 response to that is this. Okay say there were some agitators in there. If these people at the at the Save America rally were truly into a peaceful, patriotic, as, as Trump said, demonstration, why would they be led into violence in the first place? So are you telling me, if you're from the right, are you telling me that all this violence, the vandalism the the theft uh and murder uh, murder complete, complete horseshit what was was absolutely by antifa is that what you're telling me well that's what matt gates and some of the other guys are telling you yes that it was, i know that it was uh it was antifa um it, it, it's like straight from alex jones stuff you know like this it, stuff is crazy right-wing stuff that there's no proof and you can look at all the videos um, and they, you know, they may manipulate. And the, the thing that's scary now is you can create things and the deep fake and, you know, you can create things vi- on video. So it's getting harder and harder to know what, I mean, unless you were actually there, you don't really know what happened. Um, but You know, so, so you're telling me then that Q Shaman you know the guy in the, yeah, the, the guy who the, the guy who lives at home with his parents and all that that he was undercover Antifa. Well, he lives at home with his parents. And he does. He, he only he was in jail and they he wouldn't eat because it wasn't organic. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that and I thought, okay, then go on. Because he gets a diet. physically ill because he doesn't. You know, his <sighs> mom won't give him. Or, you know, mom only feeds him organic food. Yeah, so. and he's how old? So. This is a very strange situation. Like these kind of people, like the, the, the people that get latch on to this Trump movement, it's such a wide, strange net of people. I don't, oh, one, I day, know. one day we're going to go back and like study this and then try to understand like, you know, it, I do think that that's that scientific American um, uh, article is really important. Evil left media. Oh, maybe. Keys. <laughs> oh, yeah, science. Sorry. Yeah. Science is evil um, and wrong. Um, Biased. Anyway. 
Uh, well, we're getting up to the two-hour mark here. Okay. So well, we're going to have to call it pretty soon. Well, we got, just, we got some last parting. I, it, well, parting I've got some. Here. I got. I, I've. I've got some parting stuff from Newsmax. Remember, I told you I looked at the big three, and this is uh, Newsmax again. Trump says big tech's dividing the country. No, I say he's dividing the country. Uh, I think it's both. Yeah. Uh, but not on purpose by big oh, tech. Oh, it's just oh. sort of an offshoot. This is pathetic. I saw this, and I had, I, I'm sorry, I had to laugh. This is a One America call to action. Mm. How to donate to lawmakers who stayed true to President Trump, and they list the websites that you can go to to contribute. Now, here's where it's pathetic. These are the ones that One America said stayed true to to President okay. Trump, okay. Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, Matt Getz, Louis Gohmert, mm-hmm. Marjorie Green, and Madison Cowthorn. Now, what strikes you as pathetic about that? A lot. There's only six. <laughs> <laughs> this who stayed i mean this yeah. is one america it's dwindling it's dwindling. yeah and i hope it continues yeah and um, and uh, you know the uh, gates is gonna get he'll probably get kicked out maybe he'll be the lone you know there's i i think that there's going to be a third party republicans democrats i believe you trumpicans i believe you i believe the you I, trumpicans yeah the trumpicans or trumpites or the uh, uh, so I was just looking up the Army for Trump website too because we we had like three or four episodes ago. Oh we yeah, the Army. F- uh, yeah, and you know we just just found out that it you know it says paid for by Donald J Trump for President Inc. So uh, it's sort of fuzzy as far as who that is. I, I looked it up. I couldn't find out who that was um, particularly. Um, I don't. I'm sure that he endorses it, but it there isn't. I mean, he. I, I'm sure. Also, that his lawyers have looked at all this and said, uh, "You're good. You're you, you're clean from this. You, you know, it's Donald J. Trump. It's not Donald J. Trump. So, uh, you know, he always runs by runs things by his lawyers first, of course. So he's so he can get away with these crimes. You no, know, he always um, runs it by by Rudy. You know, his top his top <laughs> attorney. You know, I still don't understand why. I guess he. You know, they know, all know that Rudy will do anything. And, you know, I yeah. almost have to wonder if maybe uh, Trump isn't a drug user and he and all this shit just kind of pops into his head, you know. Oh, Something's, well, there's definitely know. a rumor about his Adderall use. Oh, and, that's, that's um, right. I forgot Adderall, about that. And a lot of people use Adderall. And I'm not, I'm not disparaging Adderall, but um, he uses it. Um, and I think, actually, I think a lot of people do nowadays. Um, if you do. Email us at the Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he. You know, one um, thing I'll say, Trump, and and I'll, I'll have to say this is a weakness I have that he doesn't. He does no doesn't alcohol. Drink. He does doesn't no drink. alcohol, and that's yeah. because his uh, elder brother, Fred Trump Jr., died an alcoholic. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, and you, you, if you don't drink, I mean, you're you. It, it, it's, you stay, you, you stay in a different consciousness level. You know, you don't ever, ever go there. And if you only do an Adderall and stuff, you're at a very particular consciousness level of, you know, and I think, um, I was just listening to that Joe Rogan podcast today with the Dr. Carrie Hart about, um, 
drugs for adults and for not adults for grown-ups for people that are grown up they're like they can handle it and this guy this doctor is crazy he's like you know he's he takes all these different drugs he doesn't do alcohol though um it's all perception of of um you know what's going to harm you and what's not um but i would recommend y'all listen to that joe rogan podcast with that guy it's pretty interesting um i'm not i'm not like saying you know i want y'all go out and do heroin or anything but um I um, I think it's interesting to discuss uh, because it's consciousness. It's sort of, you know, and it's all about being responsible. It's not about this like being a Yahoo and going out there and overdoing it, you know, or um, doing it for the wrong reasons. It's like they're they're doing it to for for whatever reason that is a grown up decision. And, you know, when you're a grown up, you can do what you want because you're responsible and you've thought about things, right? Um, anyway, I got off on a little tangent there, but well, uh, I, I thought it was an interesting podcast. I always liked Joe Rogan too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Uh, so anyway, this again comes from one America and, and the title of the article was protesters defend protest, say protection around Capitol building was inadequate. Okay. Now. Here's the disturbing part. Remember, I said way back earlier in, in the podcast, the FBI said we've got a problem, and that problem being that there are a lot of extremist cops out there. Mm. Okay, here you go. Some in law enforcement come out in support of the actions of the protesters, including, yeah. get this, the president of Chicago's Fraternal Order of yes, Police. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... And he explained that even though the process, it's uh, John uh, Catanzara, Catanzara, even though the process, the protesters, now get this, entered the building, there was no burning or looting and little destruction of property. He added that all he saw were people voicing their frustrations. Catanzara. Uh, Katanzara also said he believed there were some likely bad actors who had gotten into the group. Far left infiltrated capital protest. He said had the union, uh, he, he said that uh, uh, to think there's not a possibility that Antifa did infiltrate even a handful of them in the crowd was to make the optics look bad. I don't know what he means. Well, there. I do think that and, there and this could have been a, a cop. There this could have been some in there, but that doesn't excuse. No. Uh, that doesn't excuse people from. I mean, you look at those videos. There was a violent, violent crowd, and if and if the cops were helping them, that there's no excuse for that. Um, no, and and there was there were some videos with them like orderly walking through the Capitol inside the the ropes, um, which is a little strange. And some of them were out there and taking, you know, selfies and whatnot. But like, and the cops were just letting them walk through. Uh, very weird. I don't know. There's so many. We don't really know the full story. And, and I'm not sure if we ever will. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But um, it was... Obviously, the things that you see when you when you see the violence, them beating beating a cop with an American flag and going up, climbing up, scaling the walls and throwing down the American flag onto the ground and putting up the Trump flag in place of it on the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
But that's not that's not in that's not like ambiguous there. That that is very clearly uh, insurrection, you know. And we, we, you, as an American, especially as a politician and people, we have to take a stand on that crap, you know. And you can't just allow it, and you can't be soft on it. It's got to be, you know, you got to be hard on that crap. Those people have to go down. And they got to get in trouble. There has to be punishment. There has to be punishment for the people that planned it. There has to be punishment for people that support it. You know, it's not okay. You know, know John, that's what's disturbing to me because I had, there was a member of my family was murdered 40 years ago doing his job. So as a murder victim, uh, what bothers me is I don't hear anything about the investigation into the murder of that Capitol policeman, that sick Nick. Yeah. You know, what's, what's going on with that? I he mean, got beat. this was got murder. A, a fire extinguisher. Yeah. He know. was, he, he was smashed. He was bashed in the head yeah. with, with a fire extinguisher. It caused a severe cerebral hemorrhage and he died. Young guy, young guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I, like uh, just quickly shifting gears. We got to end this pretty soon, but, I want to say one last thing uh, that I, I think that the, the phrase defund the police did not help this whole situation. Oh no. I think it made the police pissed off. It made the, it made some of them want to side with these people because you it's just the worst possible phrase you could come up with defund the police. It's like, basically it's F the police. It's not much different than that. And that I don't think that's, you know, and maybe some people do mean that, but I think the majority of what they're saying is like restructure the police, restructure it and make sure there's, you know, you got to root out the bad seeds. Yes. And, and I think we all are in agreement with that. There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be white supremacists in the police force. There shouldn't be people that are bad actors in the police force. That's an absolute no, no. And, um, and I think that's what they meant by defund the police, but it, if you, it's the worst possible phrase you could come up with it. And it fuels the right oh, and it sure. pisses off the police. Yeah. Well, so it's a, that's sort of what you saw in there because police were like, you know what? These, the other side wants to defund us. You guys are just coming up here. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, I, you know, it's, 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 it's a mind F. Mind, I know. Mind F. See, I don't like to cuss the F word sometimes. Well, you know, I think as far as police go, I am, I am a police supporter. However, I think we need to take a hell of a lot more seriously who, whom we give a badge and a gun. Yeah, there should be like psychological evaluation. Exactly. should be a part of allowing people to take over. When and you give somebody a badge and a gun, you are giving them the power of life and death. And you are assuming that that individual has the good right. judgment yes. to use the power of life and death. And I'm not convinced it's, that every cop out there is it's competent. Like what you go through to be a doctor. I mean, how hard is it to be a doctor? It should be hard. It should be just as hard to be a cop. You know, I had when, okay, I, 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 I'm a dentist. Okay. But to, in order to be licensed to practice dentistry, and I know physicians actually go through less uh, there you as, go. as far as anyway, I had seven days of national testing that I had to pass. And then I had 
five days of state testing in a clinical environment to prove that I am competent and capable of treating patients on my own. Yeah. Now, for the cops, where is that? Where 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 do you evaluate this person's Maybe ability we need to look to, at to really have a badge and a gun? I would like to hear from maybe we, maybe we need to look cops. at that and, and look yeah. at that like the training, like how hard is it to to become a cop and um, what do you go through? Uh, I don't know. I just don't know. Okay. Um, so that's something we could explore on a future podcast um, because look, I hundred percent respect cops. Like, like we, I mean, I've very, 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 it's one of the top respectful professions there are. You are sacrificing your life every day oh, yeah. going out there, putting your life on the line, hundred percent respect. And every time I deal with one, I give them respect as much as possible. You know, I was always, you know, um, so I, it's it, I have no um, bad ill will towards cops. I just, you know, in any profession, there's going to be bad seeds. Um, but with cops, if you have a bad seed with cops, it, it, it's a lot more uh, damaging. And, and, and it does seem like there has been a bit of a, uh, a surge. And, you know, I don't, um, I'm a white person, and I don't really have to deal with um, what it's like to be a black person getting pulled over. I don't know what that's like, no. um, but from, you know, what I hear, it, it isn't the same. And, but at the same time, I am, even though I'm a white person, I'm always super respectful and I'm, I'm always oh, yeah. very respectful of it regardless. Um, so I think that, and you know, I, I was taught that at an early age too. It's, it, it's maybe it just goes, I, I'm not trying to like, say that you know obviously there's there's some systematic things going on but um you got to have respect you got to have boy this is a tough topic i don't want to go there now because i i haven't i haven't lived that life and i i don't really i can't speak intelligently to it you know who can i think um uh, i have some I, i have a friend who might be able to come on and talk about that too that'll be a separate podcast someday yeah, I think uh, that would be very interesting. I'd like to get into that. And uh, just like I would love to get a psychologist or a psychiatrist on here to explain how you become an extremist. I just yeah, don't. Yeah. I still. Or get your, um, or be, join a cult. Or, or you know, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, what What's what's going on in people's heads? Uh, oh, one thing, last thing I, I, I want to bring up from uh one America is an article that says Con- evidence continues to emerge showing far left investigator instigators infiltrated protests on Capitol Hill. And it says uh, a number of Republican lawmakers are asking their fellow Americans. Now I take that to mean all of us Republican Democrat. We're all supposed to uh, stay calm. Okay and wait for evidence of what happened before jumping to conclusions. Now, their poster boy is Representative Mo Brooks Mm -hmm. is among a number of members of Congress who allege, quote, fascist Antifa is responsible for the violence of the U.S. Capitol. Mm. The Alabama Republican took, is that the best Alabama can do? 
Bo Brooks, for Christ's Possibly. sake. Possibly. Wow. I know they got great football teams, oh. but I'm as far as congressmen go, I'm wondering. Uh, boy, I, I, I'll never be able to set foot in the state of Alabama. Yeah. Uh, the Alabama Republican took to Twitter on Thursday to warn the public to refrain from being like, quote, the fake news media. He, uh, uh, he also pre- uh, presented his evidence. I didn't see that but my pro point is the fbi says otherwise that there wasn't any and then finally the one article is election fraud evidence mounts as democrats divert attention what the, the point of this article was that that the evidence that's never been shown yet of of election fraud is 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 piling up as the Democrats are trying to divert attention away from it with the impeachment proceedings. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's really lame. I, and <laughs> I, I don't believe that for a second. Um, but oh, wait a minute! What's that? Uh, oh, that. this is oh. from Fox. Wait a minute! Listen to this. Yeah. Wait a minute, John. Yeah. I just got a. Uh, yes. Go ahead. This this is a news flash. I know that's my said. news flash song. I need we. Oh, okay. News flash, flash. News flash. Breaking the breaking news. Oh, the breaking news. This is breaking news. Okay, breaking news. Okay, this is from Fox, ladies and gentlemen. The far left, right. Well, I don't even know which side I'm talking about anymore. Uh, Doesn't matter. It says. That McConnell does not rule out impeaching. Wait a minute, let me see. Make sure. Yeah, I heard about that. I I, I heard about um, McConnell. No, no, this is just late. late. I can't hear you. You're not talking on the microphone. This is just lately. Oh. Uh, well, they they have to vote on it. I mean, so is he going to bring it to a vote? Well, Once you talk into your that's, mic. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to find out, John. Okay. This just came over my, my computer. Oh, let's do the uh, do the old do shit. news That's commentary. Cool. Here we go. Tom's got an update. Tom's got an update. Okay. Oh, here breaking, we go. Breaking. Breaking news. This is a news flash, flash, flash. Uh, McConnell says he has not made a final decision on how he will vote on Trump impeachment. Hmm. Well. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to vote for him or not. It says, in part of the, the article, it says, McConnell is furious with Trump and supports move to initiate impeachment. Uh-oh, that's not good. That's majority leader of the Senate. The number... I guess three. See, there's Trump, Pence. Yeah, I guess he'd be the number three. I don't like how he handled my wife. Well, he kicked her out. Didn't he fire her or she left? Oh, no, she resigned. Helen Chow, right? Helen Chow. No, no, no. She resigned, man. She resigned. And maybe there's a forced resignation or something. No, it was. Maybe he treated her poorly. And that's why he's uh, anti, I don't know. It's like House of Cards stuff. Yeah, yeah. His wife was Secretary of Transportation. And the day after. The, it was either Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure which, folks. Correct me if I'm wrong. But she 
uh, resigned her position because of the violence that Trump created at the Capitol on Wednesday, mm-hmm. January sixth. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of pissed off about that. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, it's we're getting a little bit long-winded here, and I'm okay with it because it's been a good show. Um, Especially and, Dom, man. I love yeah, Dom. it was good to have Dom on. Um, I tried to get another one of my friends called me, or he texted me while I was on, but I couldn't get him to come on. So maybe well, next time. Well, while we were on the show, uh, I got a WhatsApp from my uh, friends in Germany, and they would love to be guests on the yeah. show. I think that would be really interesting. You have to send this to them, see if they have they listened to it yet. You know, I haven't sent it to yeah. them yet, but I will. Send yeah. it to them, uh, and uh, maybe they'll disseminate it in Germany will become German stars like David Hasselhoff. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> well, 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 and you know, the thing is I've got a little inside edge because my last name is German. Mm, so is mine. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, they, they took out the I. Oh least. yeah. We Americanized it. Y- yeah. Okay. Yeah. But see, you can't Americanize mine. Uh, Mala. Yeah. Mala. It's, yeah. It's, you, you can't, you can't Americanize that. It's like Gustav. Uh, and according to my old man, we were related, but I've never seen evidence of that. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to have them on because it'll be interesting to hear what somebody on the other side of the big pond has to sure. say about all this. And I've got a friend in Italy. Uh, I would have him on, but his English isn't the greatest. Uh, his German's better than his English, so I don't think that'll work out too well, but at least I'll have the German. But, you know, the thing is, they could, I'm thinking they may have ideas for other people on the other side of the pond to be guests for us. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I've got also uh, a litany of guests coming up that I'd like that, that uh, we can bring on. Um, it's going to be people from all walks of life. Um, Groovy. And I'm excited about it. I, I think we're going to be... Um, from this point forward, we're going to be kind of guest oriented um, with our own commentary, of course. But um, we're going to have guests on almost every show after this, I'd say. That's, that's um, what we're looking forward to. So thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Um, let's make it through this next seven days uh, unscathed. And um, hope you all have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.